Hey guys, Dan here. I want to say a massive thank you to our new sponsors, Fight Fuel UK. Fight Fuel UK are a sports supplement and clothing company for the boxing, MMA, and martial arts community. Be sure to check out their great products on fightfuel.co.uk. And remember, guys, by supporting our sponsors, you support the podcast. Thank you for listening and please enjoy this episode. Here we are with Jack Purdy himself. How are we doing, my friend? How are you getting on? I'm very well. How about you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah not bad mate not bad how's some training going at the minute you still staying busy yeah i'm finding it hard throughout lockdown just doing bits and bobs at home really on the bag outside and a lot of home workouts and online routines i mean that's you got to stay busy where you can and that when it came to your last fight how long ago did you fight or was it fairly recent uh last time i fought was in november on a contenders against an african called Havajama. come over from africa was that the one with the um body shot um ko yeah, the spinning back kick. Yeah, it's one of those ones. You just get it properly, like nicely timed as well. The liver yeah, shots are horrible, him. man. I hit him late in the first round with a head kick, and I see his legs go, and I think, and if it's not going to go down with that, I've got to start working the body. And then I just see his hand just come up, and I thought, you know what, fuck it, spun round, and that was it. He was out. I mean, that's quite interesting about contenders as well, because obviously they've got primarily the MMA shows over in Norwich, but also they have kickboxing bouts in the cage. Yeah. How do you find? using a cage opposed to a ring when it comes to kickboxing? Um, it was definitely different the first time I did it, but I just learned to adjust with it. Um, as like, The more I fought contenders, I found it easier and easier. And now I feel like my performances are getting better each time in the cage. I guess step in there. So how did it all start in the first place? How long have you been doing kickboxing for then? Uh, I started boxing when I was five. I wanted to box when I was five years old. And all I wanted to do was fight. And I couldn't do a fight on the ABA until I was 12 or 13, I think. So then we spoke to the uh, man, Steve Crawford, his name was, and he was like, you can fight at any age of kickboxing. So me and my dad, he was like, signed Jack up. And I had my first fight when I was six. I've been fighting ever since then. <laughs> fighting at six years old. What was that like initially? Because obviously, like, you know, when you want to fight, it's all good fun. But when it comes to doing the actual training and doing the sparring and getting stuck in, how did you find all that, like, initially? No, I, I never mount, like... Never minded it when I was younger. I just head down and just walked forward throwing punches, really. That's what I did. And throw a kick on the end. <laughs> but that's another thing as well. If you're like primarily boxing, but you do kickboxing because you kind of have to, is yeah, it just yeah, basically yeah. boxing, but you throw the odd leg kick to make up for the sort of things of that? Or what is it? Yeah, it definitely was at a younger age. When I was younger, I had a lot of people say, I need to kick more. Because when I was losing a lot when I was younger, uh, it was down to not kicking enough in the rounds and just throwing hands. I had to adjust and like, learn how to kick more. I mean, this is always quite interesting when it comes to like kickboxing specific shows. And again, you get politics of, sort of judging as to what is scored more like certain kicks and certain like shots and the rest of it. And when it came to your yeah. kind of, I don't know, progression to that, because obviously when you got past the age bracket, now you could then compete in boxing. Did you consider going back or were you happy where you were with kickboxing? No, because I won a British title when I was 12. So I was number one in Britain for my age. I won the British title when I was 12, and I thought, I'm pretty good at this. So I'm, I just stuck at kickboxing and jumped from kickboxing. I was like, I'll fight at any sport. I don't give a damn. I'll box, I'll kickbox, I'll do K1. So I just take them as they come. Now, when it comes to the, the days itself, like obviously, it's not ignorance is bliss anymore. Now you've had quite a lot of fights. How do you find with these sort of title shows and that? Do you get quite worked up in the build-up? Are you quite calm? How do you find the whole process? 
I'm quite relaxed, really. I wake up later than usual, normally go to the barber and get a haircut, and I just spend time with my family. But yeah, I'm not really that bothered about the fights anymore, self. Are you, um, you cut a lot of weight when it comes to your fights? Nah, my trainer doesn't let me. It says, because I'm still growing now, he's like, there's no point cutting weight. I cut like a couple, like, couple kilos maybe, and that's it. Well, at least it's sensible as well, because this is it, when you get to the sort of, the more sort of, I don't know, the older fights, it's when you have to um, really start being careful when it comes to that point of detrimental returns, if so whether or not you're taking too much out to then try and put it back in. And when it comes yeah. to your, like, preparation everything else, is your trainer quite regimented with giving you stuff to do outside of the gym, or is it all yeah, he, in the gym very itself? strict. He always messages me, even if I go training every day. He still messages me saying, you're not training enough, or if I, don't, if I miss a sparring class, he's on my back, he messages me, he's like, you've got to come to more sparring classes. And he's always, the diet thing he's not that bothered about, because he knows when I'm at home, I'm running, and I still train, do everything I can at home to, like, try and lose the weight, but... He's very strict on what he tells me to do, yeah. So when it comes to your, I don't know, your training itself, how do you like to do it? Are you quite analytical? Do you think a lot about what you're doing in the sense of fight-specific? Are you doing certain game plans? Or is it a case of you just go in, do what you're told, and go home? How do you find the process works for you the best? I think in kickboxing, it was definitely just just train, have like another fight. But then when I started going over to K1 and using, going about the head guards and stuff like that. He definitely, we had a game, like game plans for each opponent. And now, since I've been doing K1, it's definitely more specific training. Now, when it comes to your solo stuff, because again, when it comes to these kind of combat sports, it's very much a lot of the same. How do you find keeping it mixed up? Or do you very much drill what you use and just keep that sharp as whatever else? Are you quite mixed and keep it quite varied? Uh, yeah, I definitely, to start off with, I kept it quiet, like, one thing, it was just punch, punch, kick. And now now I'm starting to, like, use the spin kicks and the flying knees and things like that. I'm working on different parts of the stand-up where I can get better because, obviously, the more videos I go on YouTube and me fighting, the more people are going to be able to study me down. So I've got to keep trying to switch up the style of how what I'm going to do next and what shots I'm going to throw at, like, a certain time. I mean, this is where it gets quite interesting, especially in the modern age of, like, social media, because as much as you want to sort of share your kind of, you know, your big finishes and that kind of thing as well. It then gives yeah. the opportunity for more of your footage and more of your, I don't know, more of your style being exposed. So when it comes to your fights in themselves then, do you do a lot of research on your opponents or is it very much you just train as normal and then just try and adapt on the day? That, when I, when I fight, I'm obsessed with watching them. Every video I'm breaking them down every minute of the day. Uh, there's not a minute of the day where I won't switch one of their fights on just to see if I pick up on something I haven't picked up on the day before. So it's the same as my coach as well. He's calling me in. He's like, did you pick up on this? And we just share different ideas with each other, really. So I definitely pick them apart and see how like, the best shots to use against them at a certain time. So I can like kind of learn their rhythm and what they do best and what they don't do so well. I mean, this is always an interesting sort of concept as to whether or not you work towards their weaknesses or your strengths. But it's interesting how you and your coach are both separately analysing it to try and see what each of you have seen instead of trying to look at it through the same perspective. Now, when it comes to like watching tape back, how do you like to analyse things? Is it a case-by-case case of certain shots they throw? Is it habits you're picking up? What kind of things are you looking for specifically? It's habits. Normally, I look how they fight on the back foot because everyone can look amazing coming forward and throwing their shots, but if you put it on someone, 
they could crumble and they might not like the pressure of being hit themselves. So I don't watch their attacking side so much. I watch their defensive because if they can look brilliant punching a man, but if they're getting punched in the chin and taking heavy shots, how do they react to them sorts of punches on the head? Because you can't prepare to get hit or things like that. I mean, that's always a very interesting way. When it comes to having the, this sort of feedback, do you try and instill it in training quite a lot? Do you have a lot of specific sort of sparring around these sort of habits? Do you get people emulating the styles? Or is it a case of you proactively try and find them, um, you know, the way to make it work in your style or such, if you see what I mean? Yeah, I don't really have um, many people in the gym that spar with me anymore. Like, my brother used to, but he took a, he had a serious eye injury coming off a world title fight. So, really, yeah, I just adapt. I have sparring partners, like heavy boxers, who I spar with. But when I'm in there doing K1, I just adapt to their style. I just, if I know they're a heavy hitter, I'll use the floaty kickboxing style and keep away from them. But if I think after the first round I can get them out of there, then I'm just going to go forward and try and get them out of there as quick as I can. Now, the word there, world title. Now, after achieving British title and the rest of it, how do you feel about stepping up that next level to get a world title shot? Do you think you're at that level yet? Yeah, definitely. I've I fought people who have gone on to win world titles, and no offense to any of them, but I beat them all. They've been, they haven't been tough fights. So I, I've, I've been beating world champions since I was like 14, 15, and I took a bit of time off, admittedly, when I was 17. Like messed about in that, but I still think now looking at the people that is ranked above me, I look at them and I just think I could beat you all. But I just think my style is just different to how everyone else fights. I just, I think I definitely think I'm ready, but. I've I've been talking to like contenders and that about going professional, signing pro, and things like that. So, I mean, this is always an interesting conversation as to whether or not you try and get certain titles in the amateur rankings or just go straight to the pro sort of rankings as well. And again, that sort of step up in competition because again, being world champions previously versus what level they might be at now. How do you find adapting sort of styles to that level? Do you feel there's much of a difference when you step up to that world level? Um, no, nah, I don't think there is really, not anymore. Maybe when I was younger, I was a bit thinking, but I'm 100% focused now. I've been told by people that's fought for world titles and that, that if I were to get in the world champions now, that I'd beat them. I was meant to fight someone called Edward Smith. He was two, two-time world champion, I think, in IKF. And that fight fell apart. On, literally, we were meant to fight on a Sunday on the Saturday, sorry, I got the call on the Monday saying that the fight's off and I was like, what the hell? And I DM'd him afterwards and he was like, you just work hard and you'll definitely be a world champion. So I definitely think I can beat them all. I mean, you need that kind of mindset as well and it's good that you're sort of opening up to different areas and not just your own kind of mindset. You're speaking to different people like people at that level as well. Now, when it yeah. comes to your sort of training and development at that point, have you trained in any other gyms or just the one you're at now? Uh, no, I did. I've been. I moved away for a little while to work on my boxing more because I, I didn't used to turn over my shots. So a lot of my shots were going to points and things like that. And I wasn't happy just keep getting point wins because you know what it's like. You get points win, then there's a case for the other person winning. And I thought, you know what, fuck this. If I knock him out, there's no argument in the thing. So I went to a boxing gym to work on my like punching and that. And since then, I've been hurting people and knocking people out. So. Been the way I wanted it to go. I mean, that in itself is a quite an interesting sort of talking point as to where 
you sort of prioritise in the fight because again you'll get people who try and play the points game and try and edge out a victory which is you know brackets of a victory when it comes to you know did you really win a fight if you're pointing it and again yeah. it's then having the sort of smart fights and also knowing when to sort of pull the trigger and when not to um, when you spar like that as well how do you find sparring with that kind of mindset because again if you want to switch up, up on game day that's one thing but trying to execute that in the gym is always a tricky one to try and find those sparring partners yeah inspiring it all my sparring i can never point for it. everyone's trying to bully me against the ropes and because i train in quite a small ring like the ring's tiny so i haven't got a lot of room to move around so when people say i can only find the back foot or i look to take point wins i'm thinking i don't care like you can stand and in front of me it won't make a difference like inspiring fighting people like 90 odd kilos and i'm only 60 kg and i stand in front of them and trade with them so i can trade with some of my own weight in close it doesn't make a difference to me do you not feel that i don't know you're almost restricting your footwork and putting yourself in that box of i am that person who does this and i don't do that just because of your sort of situation or do you feel i don't know you're do you feel you're finding that style or do you think you've sort of settled with a style that's worked for you so far? Um, nah, because we watched back on my fight, so I, I fought someone called Adrian Wu and he, he was from Hong Kong and he hit like a steam train. And in that fight, I just kept away from him. I was landing quite short stab to catch the eyes of the judge judges in that. And I just kept away from him because he was coming off a big head kick KO before that and everyone was talking about him, like how he's a knockout artist and he's going to knock everyone out in the division. So I was thinking, you know what, I don't want to get caught by any of them. So I hit and moved around him. But then when I fought Alex Bora, for example, and he, he I took a couple of his shots to the first round, and I thought, no, this guy ain't going to hurt me. So then I just put my hands on my head and just walked forward and beat him up for five rounds. So it all depends on the opponent. Normally I take one round to see how hard they're hitting. If I think I can take their shots if they land flush. And if I think I can't, then I'm just going to hit around them, hit and move and take the points victory. But if I think oh, okay, I can walk forward here and I'm going to hurt you more than what you're going to hurt me, then I've got no problem with doing that as well. I mean, being able to adapt like that when you need to is a really interesting trait and that's sort of maturity in your game already. I mean, when it comes to a lot of people, you'll see some people who, I don't know, have their plan set in stone of, okay, this is what I'm going to do and whether or not it works or not, I'm just going to do it. But to have that kind of awareness of, okay, this is initially isn't working, so I need to sort of rethink and sort of re-implement a different plan. It's really interesting having that kind of adaptability. When it comes to progressing and staying coachable, how do you find, I don't know, changing things and taking on new information? So say if your coach wanted to try something almost completely different, how do you find that versus, I don't know, what you already know works for you as a tried and tested method? Yeah, I, I like learning new things. Like I know there's still areas in my game that change perfect like, there's things I'm better at than what others so if my coach says Jack we need to work on this and I'm like I'm down I just want to I want to get better so then I can just keep getting better and better and better and progress and then fight higher level opponents in the pro ranks and then beat them as well so if someone's got pointers for me whether it's someone who's been brought in for sparring and he notices something that I could possibly do better I'm always like I'll take any help I can get off anyone even if a future opponent DMs me or a previous opponent DM me and tell me that you could beat this guy by doing this, I'm, I'll reply back and say thank you and definitely take advantage of you know, how people are trying to help my career and improve my game and everything. I mean, again, it's one of those sort of traits to be able to adapt and be open to the information and not let it overly overwhelm you as such being like an input. So, okay, 
I've taken this into account and whether or not it works or not is a different conversation, but you've acknowledged it as a source of information. I mean, that's a really interesting kind of, again, that sort of maturity in your game and your development. And when it comes to taking things that step further, like I'm not sure where your sort of preferences are in regards of what kind of kickboxing discipline you'd like to go into in the future or any other progression or you want to stay in that specific style of kickboxing. What's your preference on that kind of thing when it comes to your progression through the sport? Um, I think now it's definitely to sign in K1 and try and go to glory and places like this. I've, I tried MMA and everything and boxing, but everyone wants to be a boxer now and everything. Everyone wants to do MMA. So I just want to focus on doing K1 and obviously getting better at that. I mean, that's really important as well, because again, as much as people want to try and be everything and try and, I don't know, be AJ or be Conor McGregor or be whoever else, it's a lot about, you know, what you actually want to be good at, not just what you want to <laughs> be recognised for and that. Yeah, and exactly. You've got that kind of consistency as well. And again, it's what you want to do. Because if you're acknowledging, I don't want to fall in the social trap of, okay, this is what's popular right now. I want to jump on that and this, that and the other. So that's really good having that kind of motivation in regards of life outside of kickboxing are you in school are you working like how old are you now i'm 20 now 21 in august no. so how are you finding like finding time to train in regards to like you know work obviously at the minute it's a bit funny are you still working as well are you yeah i help out? my dad my dad's good like that i help my dad out throughout the day and stuff like that so i help him work and then i train at night time so all my classes are at night. So when I finish work with my dad, I go straight from here to the gym. And then when I finish the gym, I'm straight on a run. So I'm busy every day. I don't, I don't really have much of a social life. All my friends are going out clubbing and that. I mean, that's another uh, sort I'm of... I'm just not really... <laughs> Sorry. I didn't realise you didn't finish a bit of that's a play right. there. But as to say, yeah, it's another, that's another really important thing, isn't that? It's the sort of taking into account being, being 20, 2021, you have to like, you know be a 21 year old at some point and also go out and see friends but then prioritizing doing the sport i mean how, how do you find that kind of i don't know yeah. I'm, I'm gonna say work-life balance of you know the grind versus you know being a normal 21 year old yeah definitely when i was younger definitely 17 18 i took a year off fighting i had my last fight in february against someone called Alex Brown, and i took a year off to go out club with my friends and be a bit of an idiot everything and then after a year, I just thought, this ain't for me, like, sitting in the club getting drunk, I don't want to do this, like, spending all my hard money on alcohol, and all the boys trying to impress girls, I don't want to be that, like, I want to create my own wave, and I want to be the best in the world at what I do, so then after a year of break, I was thinking, you know what, I need to give a head down, and ever since then, I've just focused every day on grafting and training since then. I mean, again, when it comes to that whole lifestyle of, you know, you're going out, you're wearing your new clothes, you're trying to, like, peacock everyone and trying, I don't know, be the big I am in some fucking, like, shitty nightclub yeah, around the corner. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's only fun. It's fun, like, every now and then, but, like, people who do it every weekend, I don't know how they do it. Obviously, they can't do it now, but, like, it's just so fickle. And to have that foresight as well, no. of, do you know what? There's more to life than just trying to, I don't know, <laughs> pull the weekend Yeah, when I start clubbing, it'd be the same people. Every weekend, it'd be the same people out. And I just think, what do you do? Like, you spend all your hard-earned money on, on alcohol trying to impress a girl that you're never going to get. And I just think, I'd rather work on myself and be the best at what I do. And that's literally my mentality ever since I came back to sport. I still go out with my friends occasionally. Like, if I win a fight, I'll go out after the fight. And then 
but that's about it really i mean that this is a huge part of it as well and it's good having a friendship group that understands that and there's a, a saying that i've really appreciated recently is was that you see your if you look around you and see your friends that's where you're going to be that's your future that's what you're limiting yourself to because if you have people who are like you know bums who do the same thing you're going to be a bum who does the same thing whereas if you see around if you're around people who are you know, aspirational they want to do things they want to grow you'll be what that sort of person as well and it's so important because yeah. again you see so many people saying oh yeah they, they won't appreciate they don't get the grind they don't appreciate what it takes to get to the level you're at that you know oh yeah no jack come to the pub now it's cool man yeah you just trained throughout the week you trained all week now come every week come on saturday yeah. and do that every week now <laughs> yeah that's a huge step back they don't get that they, they don't have to get that it's not their place to get that but they don't get it yeah everyone just thinks when i say someone why would i go to a pub i tell them and they're like literally all you're doing is putting on boxing gloves and having a scrap and i'm like if it was that easy everyone would do it <laughs> you know what i mean everyone would want to turn fresh but I promise you it's not that easy to just turn up one day, put box cards on and have a fight with someone. The disrespect I wish it was. is real. Imagine that. Imagine someone saying that to you. Yeah. <laughs> I know. That is awful. I mean, I'm in so I don't even know this kid. But this... <laughs> yeah, I know. I couldn't believe when he said it. It is easy work. And I took one of my friends on a run with me. And I think he lasted about seven minutes before he was laying on the floor and he couldn't run any further. And I was like, listen, this is not even... 25 percent of what i do so it's hard work i mean that's like the extra stuff that's not even the main stuff like, running's like a sort of ancillary thing just to like yeah. top up the gas tank that's not even like you know the only thing no that's what i mean like, it couldn't last in like training session they'd be dead but you know if they want to call it easy then they can call it easy like doesn't make a difference to me i know how much hard work i put into what i do i mean this is a huge part of it as well it's having that integrity in yourself and again this is back to the point at the start about how not doing things for other people and understanding you're putting this graft in for you. These titles are for you. It's not so you can brag about it. It's not to say, oh, I'm this, that, and the other. No, it's for you to know, okay, I've achieved this because of my hard work. I know what's been yeah. in. I know the blood and sweat tears I put in my camp. I, I know what effort I've put in. This is my reward for that. People don't, people don't appreciate what you do. People will never appreciate what's gone in because they haven't experienced it. So, you know, it's just one of them. No, ones. definitely so as long as you've got that integrity in yourself to really appreciate what you've put in then you'll be the one who appreciates it and that's the only person that matters yeah yeah exactly my friends are good though like my close net friendship group they they know how hard i work and they're there like sometimes if my friends want to go out i'm like i've got to do rounds in the bag i mean you can come sit around my house while i hit the bag for a couple of rounds and they're like yeah sure thing like that's your craft because that if I'm going to turn pro, that's going to be my job. No, I don't go to my friends. I don't go to work today to come out. Like, it's not like that. So if I'm training and it's my job, that's my job. I can't leave my job to come out with you. Like, you wouldn't leave yours. And my friends understand that. So they're, they're all, like, nice guys and everything. So it's all cool. I think that's where things get lost in translation because people don't see it as a job or a work because they don't see the finished product. They don't, sorry, they don't see what's going into the finished product. They just think, okay... I play football on the weekend, they do fighting, that's what their hobby is. I have football on a Sunday, but I go drinking on a Saturday, so they should be able to do the same thing. They don't quite get, you know, it's more than just, this isn't a hobby, this is like the apprenticeship for your career, if you see what I mean, this is like the beginning, this is like your foundation. Yeah, and even when it was a hobby, I mean, my hobby could get me knocked out cold, playing football on a football pitch ain't going to get you knocked out, so... 
you know what I mean? I've seen our son yeah. play football, they might get knocked out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, true, true, true. But going into a fight mentality, I've never had the mentality that it was just a hobby for me. Because I knew the risk. When I get in there, I knew the risk that I'm taking. Like, I could be hurt, could get knocked out, like, I could have broken noses and that, and things like that. So I always thought, like, this isn't a mentality, this is more of a fight. I'm about to fight this man. This other person across the ring is going to try and hurt me, and I'm going to try and hurt him. So I definitely take it serious and don't want to risk myself getting hurt in front of my family and friends. So. I mean, there's that saying was you can play football, but you can't play um, fighting and stuff. You can't you know, yeah. play kickboxing and all this. Yeah, for sure. I totally agree with it as well. I tried playing football, and that was easy fighting. So, when it comes to your mindset on the day, obviously you're saying about spending time with your family and like you know your friends around you. When it comes to like the walk before you get stuck in, is there anything you like to sort of, I don't know, say to yourself, get yourself psyched up, or is it all just on the day, just autopilot? How do you find it? No, I imagine the way I'm going to beat him. Like in my head, I'm thinking of ways I could beat him before I've actually done it. So like, the night before. In my sleep, I'm thinking, oh, I'm going to knock him out this way. I'm going to do this way. And then right before I walk, I'm still thinking about thoughts. So I imagine myself, my hand getting raised. I don't know how it's going to happen, but my hand's getting raised at the end of this. Uh, and that's what it is. Like, a tunnel vision that I'm going to win, no matter who is in front of me. Like, I hate losing in whatever it is. So I'm just so focused on winning. I'm just, just imagining myself like, winning, getting my hand raised at the end of the fight. And that's all it is. I mean, that's why visualization is so important. It keeps you in that mindset as well. Because whenever you have any sort of emotions in there, you need to be able to control them properly. And especially, you know, as early on in your career as you are, because uh, despite having, was it how many fights you've had now? Eighty something like that. <laughs> it's still early days. Uh, Eighty-seven fights. <laughs> Eighty-seven fights. So it's still early yeah. days as well. Because again, you got a bright future ahead of you, my friend. Where can people find you on the old social media? Uh, my Instagram is j dot p u r d y y y. And then my fighting account is Team Purdy. So they can all find me on there. Cool. That will be in the description. Today's episode is brought to you by Mauler MMA. Use code FCMMA20 at checkout for 20% off on all products on MaulerMMA.com.